Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. One, two, three. Hey, Lawrence Devon and Gabby Fett with my dad. He's okay. <laughs> they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Well, either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. The expenses of the government reach everybody. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Say they are. A dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today, everybody... 
On a Friday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. You know, I struggled this morning to come up with the general manager. I'm getting a little tired of the whole gun thing. Is that, you know, part of the Winter Olympics, because that's wrapping up now. Mm-hmm. It's been a little underwhelming, honestly. Closing so. ceremony tonight with uh, Ivanka's going to be there? Ivanka. Not their Ivanka. I, I consider her our Ivanka. Wow. Uh, and uh, and North Korea is sending their badass general. Right, who's attacked South Korea. Just a hardliner. Yeah. What a, what, a, what a gesture that is. We've bombed your country, which is uh, obviously uh, against the law and awful and all kinds of things. And uh, the guy who does that, he's here in the booth. Everybody stand up and applaud. Was that, was that, a, was that little fathead just saying, for anybody who thought this whole us marching in together or anything like that was going to calm things down, uh, just wanted to let you know it's not. Is that what he's doing by sending his general? Well, as predicted by uh, foreign policy expert and analyst Joe Getty, uh, the hand of friendship would quickly be uh, replaced by the thumb in the eye as soon as it suited him. And, uh, you know, I granted, I thought the Olympics would end before he would insert the thumb. But no, I think this is the, the, the time-honored pattern of uh, reconciliation, then thumb and eye. Is he going to be there in the booth in his full general outfit? I'll bet. Waving yeah. to the crowd. Hey, everybody. Yeah, hey. You enjoying the show? Great. I've, I've machine gun starving people who rose up against the uh, the dear leader. I'd machine gun you as soon as looking at you. <laughs> wow, that's a heck of a guest. Nice gesture. That's like uh, when you see those the, the footage of the 36 Olympics with Hitler up there cheering on the athletes. Yeah. Similar sort of thing. Well, and, and NBC, who I now call North Korea's best chum, who, uh, who of course, were, were just gushing over the, uh, the fathead's uh, sister. And then and doing features, Lester Holt up in North Korea saying, "I there are bumper cars here, and I played ping pong with one of their champions." Just absolutely disgusting. <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah, he did some sort of feature for them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so those same the the network just the empty heads. God, the pretty people on TV. They should make eight dollars an hour and be the object of derision. The idea that anybody admires them is just horrifying. But so they are gushing over their Ivanka like morons. Meanwhile, acting like Mike Pence sitting there stone faced was just some sort of rude and probably racist because I've heard it's racist. Uh, Trump ugliness. Uh, how dare he sit there and not smile at their pretty Ivanka? God, those people are stupid. Well, I got to watch the closing ceremonies just for that stuff tonight. Now no, the don't. North is sending their their ass kicking. I want to kill South Koreans, General. There you go. There's but, your wonderland. There's your communist wonderland, Lester. You moron! But instead of retaliating with our stone-faced vice president or general or something like that, we're sending the president's hot daughter for some reason. That's right. <laughs> ah, whatever. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing okay. I'm trying to follow the story about one of our uh, figure skaters. I guess she came in 10th place. I mean, it was supposed to do well. well but- we're an embarrassment. I think all the athletes should have to pay their own airfare home. We're or, all for figure skating. First time ever. Or yeah. just live in South Korea now. You're a bunch of losers. But she said that she was out there performing not to win a medal, but to get on Dancing with the Stars. She actually oh, said that? Yes. Oh, And so I guess, you know, she's taking a lot of flack for that. Mm. Wow. 
I wouldn't. That could be true. I don't know why she would think saying out, out loud was a good idea. And a child won a gold. Any event children win should probably be reassessed, right? So Tara Lipinski and what's the dude's name with the Johnny Weird with the crazy Johnny Weird? I don't think there's a D at the end of it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Story in the New York Times last night that they traveled with between them twenty-one suitcases of clothes to the Olympics. Wow, that's a lot of clothes for fourteen days. I mean, wow. that, that's like a suitcase per outfit, practically. Wow. Plus, the um, airlines always lose your luggage, so. Yeah, I guess that's the plan. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, I am no fan of the, uh, the the coven of succubus that is the Kardashian peoples. But, uh, be succubi, Sean. Succubi, is that you. the plural? You know me in Greek, uh, you know, uh, word forms. But I found this fascinating. So Kylie Jenner, one of the younger of the uh, the Kardashian social media influencers, I guess, is their, their only job. Is she the one from the uh, ill-fated Pepsi commercial? Yes. Okay. yes. Ah, yeah. Yeah, thanks for that reset. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So yesterday she tweeted out, so does anyone else not open Snapchat anymore, or is it just me? Ugh, this is so sad. <laughs> Those right. words wiped out $1.3 billion worth of the market value of Snapchat's parent company, with its stock falling 6.1%. I saw that. I saw That's that. That's amazing. Yeah, well, she's got how many million followers does she have? Uh, I mean, yeah, one, four million. I think it's even more than four million. One of the big uh, influencers of cultural opinion yeah. declared Snapchat kind of over. And those things exist on the whim of what's popular and what's not. Yeah, right. I think it's uh, 24 million, right? Uh, looking right now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 24 well, and a half million. 24 million. There, there needs to be a term. There may be, and I realize this is going to come off as very superior, and I apologize in advance for this. There needs to be something studied, perhaps at Wharton, where the president went to business school, of the stupid economy, the moron economy, the economy for... Things that have no redeeming social value. And it could include, you know, drugs and pop music and, and stuff I like. I'm not trying to say it's just, but the whim economy. Is there a term for that? Maybe that'd be a better term. Uh, well, for it, it would be no different, Pet really. Rocks and, and fidget spinners and. Uh, yeah, it would be no different, really, than if a big uh, uh, cultural icon comes out wearing, you know, flare leg pants and then right. all of a sudden he wants people want to wear those. Yeah, the and, whim economy. There's got to be a name for it because how much value is wiped out of the company? Did you say, Sean? 1.3 oh, billion. billion. Yeah, yeah. This needs to be studied yeah. pretty at the highest level. Yeah. How interesting. Yeah. And the Kardashians have no reason to do anything illegal because they're making plenty of money doing it the other way. But how mm-hmm. do they not get involved with some company called Snap J or whatever and say, is everybody else on Snap J? That's where all the cool people are. Right. And immediately that's in a very, very powerful, wealthy company. Put them in a cell next to Martha Stewart. <laughs> that's kind of what they've done with the, each of them have their own apps and they kind of just have that. And that's a, a mm-hmm. big money maker for them, too. Wow. Just a dollar at and, a time. And then and the modern media, once you get big, staying big, it kind of like snowballs. It kind of builds on yourself because you... Itself, because you get all the ad revenue for the number of clicks you got, and the right. fact that you get lots of clicks gets more clicks. And right, right. It's crazy. You know, I'm not saying I like one more than the other, or I approve of one more than the other, but I understand North Korea better than I understand the Kardashians. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It makes more sense. Yeah, I can explain North Korea to you. <laughs> North Korea's always been around that sort of thing. 
Right. The Kardashians I understand the mechanics of it. Have not always been around. No, I can't imagine the mechanics of it. This <laughs> <laughs> is Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well, Jack. I know you and your boys look forward to this. I just wanted to give you a heads up. IHOP serving free pancakes next Tuesday, oh, February twenty seventh. I don't know if you know this. Jack can't afford pancakes. So I have to do the all-you-can-eat yes. free. These are the free pancakes. <laughs> National Pancake Day next Tuesday. I brought up IHOP the other day, and my little one said yes, but the eight-year-old said, no, I can't. It just makes me sick thinking about it. Wow. From, from the last time we did the all-you-can-eat pancakes. Oh, wow. Well, Went these are not all-you-can-eat. It's just one short stack free. Yeah, so there's, there's their limits. Again, boy, that gets got to draw a good crowd, too. Right, I got to walk out in the parking lot, come back in, get another free stack? Come on. <laughs> if you're going to make me do that, I'll do that. Why are we pancakes, eggs, et cetera. Why are we that kind of a plan games? works? Yes, Mitt, it is. There's a future senator right there. That's what you say to the IHOP employee who's just rolling their eyes. So you going to make me go, like, how far? Do I just go open the door and shut it, or do I have to go clear out to my car, get in, sit there for five seconds, then walk back Turn in? Turn my hat around, put on a jacket. <laughs> what, what, do, what do I need to do here? Because if I have to go across town, to another IHOP, I will. <laughs> well, now, now, gentlemen, gentlemen, this is this is for charity. You're, uh-huh. su- you're expected to make a little donation. And uh-huh. I would. For and your, I would. And, and who are we uh, supporting? And local hospital, children's hospitals, health oh, organizations. Okay. You good know. deal. Thanks. Yeah. That's a good ad, then. Yeah, all right. Beautiful. Uh, that explains Arm- why you said it and not that you're taking payola. <laughs> From IHOP. Yeah. Or a I'm, Kardashian. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Friday, February 23rd, the year 2018. Keeping you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right. Let's begin officially now, according to FCC rules and regs. Fine. Finally, Friday. Yikes. Uh, let's go at Mark. He's right on the beak. Didn't roll an inch. And it's a win. What a huge win for Team USA. Yes! Well, that sounded the excitement. Exciting. Yes! It was right on the beak, Jack. Did you hear that? <laughs> what was that? He's right on the beak. Oh, I was hoping. Didn't roll an inch. And it's a win. What a huge win. For Team USA. That is USA <laughs> defeating Canada and curling. Take yeah. that, you wow. Canuck bastards. That was curling's Do You Believe in Miracles <laughs> right there. It's right on the beak. <laughs> Didn't roll an inch. <laughs> and it's a huge win. Some might say historic. <laughs> I did uh, see somewhere that, that people were, were wondering why the USA even puts a team together, why we even show up. What? Yeah. How dare they? And we Ignoramuses. And we won the gold medal. They're probably following the Kardashians on Instajam or, or Snapbot or whatever. Instead of knowing anything about what they're talking about. I'm glad Al Michaels didn't do that. And uh, it looks like time has run out and the United States has defeated Russia. So the next game up is <laughs> Finland and Norway in the semi. <laughs> Do you believe in miracles? Anyway, uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, we got a heartbreaking twist in the aftermath of last uh, week's Florida shooting. An armed officer did not go in to stop the shooter. Amazon moving forward with plans to take over the world to retail, and America's Ivanka at the Olympics. <laughs> Diplomatic mission ahead. Oh, coming boy. up, six thirty-five. Armstrong and Giddy. Oh boy, where is that sheriff this morning? Now that the news is out that he stood outside. He's in hiding. Yeah, he'll be in hiding the rest of his life. Wow, that's some story. We'll get into that coming up. How's mailbag look? Oh, it's good. It's fine. It's uh, it's solid. Nice to hear from the folks. Cool. And we've got clips of the week. Do I understand? That's pretty exciting. Or we do not. Perhaps we do not. That look looks that that looks as we do not.
I was wondering why I was so far ahead of schedule this morning. That would explain it. Yes. <laughs> well, then we got plenty of time for mailbag and some just unbelievable stories of a breakdown in the way the government's supposed to protect us. I mean, just unbelievable breakdowns. Stay tuned for all that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Before we get to the truly serious headlines, let me hit you with this headline, which we'll get into later. There is no such thing as naturally orange cheese. This is from the magazine Popular Science. There's mm. no such thing as naturally orange cheese. Bear it you, in mind. You've been lied to your entire life. Wow. Stay wow. Tuned. Wow. Right now. Chester <laughs> Cheetah is inconsolable. <laughs> the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, a Florida high school where a former student's accused of going on that murderous rampage is reopening for teachers today as the community grapples with revelations the armed officer on campus did nothing to stop him. Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel saying, A deputy arrive at the west side of Building 12, take up a position, and he never went in. Israel says Officer Scott Peterson should have went in, addressed the killer, killed the killer. The officer instead waited outside for another four minutes until the gunfire stopped. Imagine how long that four minutes would seem. With that going on, <clears throat> as you heard the gunshots and you got a brain in your head, had to assume that that was a kid being killed every well, time. Well, and the screams and the rest of it. It would not be a mystery what was happening. Yeah. No. A- after learning about this uh, report, the sheriff feels... Devastated. Sick to my stomach. Um, there are no words. I mean, these families lost their children. We lost coaches. I've been to the funerals. I've been to the homes where they sit and shiver. Deputy Peterson was suspended without pay, and then he immediately resigned and retired to claim his pension. Right. And he, uh, I have no idea what this guy's like. He's been on the force for 30 years. Yeah. Been a cop for 30 years. Yeah. I mean, I got to assume when you decide to become a cop, and then the whole time you are a cop, you know, you're you're completely familiar with a lot of these situations you're going to be in in your life. Yeah. I don't know if his plan through his whole life was I'm not going to get involved. Or what? Or just when it came to crunch time, he couldn't or didn't or whatever. Who knows? You know, uh, the whole resignation into hiding to make sure you keep your pensions not a good look on top of this. What else is he going to do at this point? I, I uh, Because I have a conscience, I hesitate to lecture cops from the comfort of a radio studio about running into schools where murderous lunatics are squeezing off shots. On the other hand, his failure to do his job is... What the sheriff said, sickening, what, yeah, well, horrifying. There, yeah. There's one cop willing to lecture the cop. How about other cops? Yeah. Other cops want to lecture that cop? Our text line right. is 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. Hey, guys, uh, you know, I don't know if his name is floating around the Internet. Um, he'll get the death threats and all that sort of stuff. He's going to oh, have yeah, to change his name and yeah. move to, to another town. Yeah, his name's Scott Peterson. Of all things. Of all things. He's yeah. going to have to move to another town, if not another country. Oh, he's got to change his name. And, uh, yeah, that's just unbelievable. I don't, and I don't know how you'd live with that. If, if what happened is he chickened out, um, I don't know. That'd be a hard thing to live with, man. 
That'd be a hard thing to live with. Well, I would assume the sheriff would be aware if he was told, wait for backup, wait for backup. The sheriff would know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and And, and every every police agency in America agrees the thing to do is engage the shooters quickly as possible. Yeah, he went on to say that in his press conference. I don't know if he saw that, but he said, our protocol is, and we all know it, you go in there as fast as you can. And you start firing on the guy. Right. So he knew exactly what he was supposed to do. He just decided, you know what? I'm not going in there. Too scary. President Trump, meanwhile, is saying we've got to harden our schools against these kind of attacks. Trump signaling his top priority would be arming hundreds of thousands of teachers across the nation in response to deadly school shootings like the one in South Florida. Okay. We need to let people know, you come into our schools, you're going to be dead. Uh, it's got to, the, this argument is so full of half-truths and moronic illogic, it's killing me. Teachers, administrators, and or volunteers, after being carefully screened mm-hmm. and rigorously trained on an ongoing basis. I keep hearing, we're going to give guns to the teachers, great, which is effing stupid. And then I hear... Well, that there you had a trained policeman there with a gun and he did nothing. So so what? Well, what if th- it what if it prevented half the deaths 10% of the time going forward? Would that be okay? Yes, I, it would. I am one of the morons apparently <clears throat> that think that that is very relevant and I would like to talk about that later but I don't want to take up all of Marshall's news time. That what is relevant? The policeman being there, you had a trained person there and he right. didn't shoot. I think it's very relevant to the whole thing. Yeah, but it's not. Uh, all right, I don't want to take up. Yeah. I don't want to take yeah, up Marshall's yeah. time. I'm perfectly willing to get yelled at for a long, long time, but I'm, I disagree. Uh, meanwhile, the president is going to be headlining today's session of the Conservative <clears throat> Political Action Conference (CPAC). He's going to be speaking around seven o'clock this morning, West Coast time. Now, this is the the same group that prior to the election or right after the election there was there was some some discussion of whether he should go or whether he should be allowed or whether he would be booed yeah he was not popular and the they, year before yeah the year before yeah. during the campaign and they right. had Sean Hannity introduce him just so maybe that would get more people on side on his side so he wouldn't get booed so much mm-hmm. and now he's going to walk in i guess like the king of the room Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he did last year. Yeah, with the same crowd, which is kind of interesting. Meanwhile, we got Ivanka Trump in South Korea right now. President Trump's daughter and White House advisor arriving in Seoul today. We are very, very excited to attend the 2018 Winter Olympic Games, to cheer for Team USA, and to reaffirm our strong and enduring commitment with the people of the Republic of Korea. (sighs) Why is the president's hot daughter going to the Olympics and talking about anything? Oh, by the way, the closing ceremony is Sunday, not yeah. not tonight. Yeah. I don't know why I thought it was tonight. So the Olympics are more than two weeks long. But anyway, closing ceremony is Sunday. And th- th- what is what is Ivanka? She's an advisor. That's top advisor. Because she knows about... Advising. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she is expected to present a positive image of the administration. She presents and a positive the US. image. There's no doubt about that. And the U.S., Gonna have dinner with South Korea's president and reportedly meet with a top North Korean general. All right, all this she's gonna meet with that guy? I'm that's, sure he's looking forward to that. That's that's the the hot rumor See, that I, is I, going around. I wonder how much she's been coached, because I was thinking, you know, similar to the, the opening ceremony thing right. where you had Pence there, and I think he handled that the only way you can handle it. Stare right. straight ahead and act like she's not there. Right. You can't be smiling and shaking hands, or you can't be nice to her on, on any level. And I was picturing Ivanka 
doing what people like her do, smiles and nice to meet you. And I just thought that would be a terrible, terrible look That's for the United rumor, States. Anyway. The meeting between she and the North Korean general. Is she general. being coached up on giving him a stern look and, and not smiling? Or We'll see how all this unfolds. You know? Don't you think that would be pretty weird? Ivanka, show me your mean face. <laughs> Meaner. I don't think she's the right person for this. She probably doesn't have a mean face. It's an odd pairing. I'll tell you that. All right, all this now brings us to this morning's first Positive Sean Olympic medal meltdown. Sean? That's right. If we were to melt down the medals per from each event and uh, assign a, a worth based on their metallurgical value, here's which countries bring home the most winnings from this year's Winter Olympics. We have Norway, once again, just crushing the field, $12,000 in winnings. Second place, $9,700. That is Germany. Uh, in third place is Canada with 8000 uh, about $8,300. Fourth place, we have the USA cracking into the top four, $6,800. Part of that because we beat Canada in women's hockey and at curling, which Take is pretty awesome. that! Sorry, Canada. Uh, the Netherlands falling to fourth, 6500 And a new fifth place entrant, Sweden, tops France. They now have $5,000 in winnings. Boy, France, a factor early, then surrendered. Mm. Back to you. Wow, retreated. <laughs> Uh, so uh, here's uh, here's Nick. A quick note, uh, Nick from Alamo. Does Positive Sean use Bing, or do his seventeen cats do his research for him? Uh, How did he come up with the prices of the medals? I googled uh, what are Olympic medals worth, and there was an article from Business Insider that had that had values and good enough. Those. Keep your good opinion to, to yourself, there Nick. You know. That's a wrap at your news. I'm Marshall Phillips in the Armstrong and Getty Show, conscious of the nation. Did you see that Enterprise Car Rental will no longer honor NRA discounts, which has caused an uproar of people boycotting? Our, yeah, a chunk of the country that's only going to use Enterprise now because they're so happy with them. A chunk of the country is going to boycott Enterprise now. Here's your job, Enterprise. I show up. I show you my license. I give you my credit card. You let me use a car for a few days. Stay mm, the hell out of politics. That has to take 45 minutes, though, what you just said. <laughs> well, I just assume even, that. Even though you've given them sure. all the information that they need right. once on the computer. Right. They have to get it all again, type it all in. Right. And then the one person at the six kiosks. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Why did they even buy so many registers and computers? They're only going to have one person at money. Uh, so we got clips of the week coming up in just a bit. What was the other thing we were going to do? They're ready if the uh, Super Bowl and Mardi Gras are ever held in their town at once. Right. Uh, we got so much stuff to get into. Stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Today, we're going to get into all the news. And you had a, uh, a high up in the FBI say it was a tragedy that they didn't do their job. And then Agreed. you had a high up in the sheriff's department there in the county where the kid shot up all those other kids uh, say it was disgusting that somebody in his department didn't do their job. You had two government agencies 
like the VA and like a lot of different government agencies, just not doing what they're supposed to do. I'm I'm delighted that they would say what they said. I appreciate that. And not retreat yeah. behind cliched rhetoric. Right. Um, that's It's cold comfort, but at least they're saying it. The yeah. whole thing just, you know, I, I want to get into this because, you know, the, the discussion has begun about, you know, making schools a harder target and the amount of utter illogic and dumb arguments going back and forth is just wearing my hiney out. Absolutely wearing me out. Mailbag. Uh, Michael, would you like to talk to Positive Sean? <clears throat> there uh, there was a failure on the part of one Positive Sean. Uh, clips of the week will be postponed until the, the last segment of this hour. I appreciate your, your respecting my privacy in this time of need. Not uh, good. I would like to know the answer to this question, Sean. Yes. Do you take partial responsibility for I, what has happened? I take beyond full oh full plus full plus hmm. michael again i say mailbag clips of the week in about i don't know half an hour <clears throat> i prefer to pronounce all the letters in a word <clears throat> cool whip cool whip let's go with the freedom loving quote of the day is sent along by christy do you know this here talk show has more female listeners than virtually any news and issues-based talk radio show in America. Do you know why that is? Do you know why? If you do, tell me, because I don't. Uh, because we love and respect the women's. I think that's why. Why do you think it is, Jack? I don't know. He doesn't know. Back to mailbag. Originally, I knew. Because we started on a station that had Dr. Laura on it. Yep. And so a lot of women listen to that station already. And so they just stayed <clears throat> when we were on. Yeah. That was the only reason. Uh, So uh, Christy passes this along. She's reading a a book, and um, Ron Chernow's book, uh, Washington. Yes, I've read parts of that. Um, I can't remember if I have. Oh, he's he's the best. But all his books are like nine hundred pages. I mean, so you gotta you gotta dedicate your year to it. Yeah, I need the condensed version. The uh, I'm not going for a PhD on this version. I actually would like to talk (laughs) to Tim, the lawyer, who we had on yesterday, a little bit about that. About in the just in the book world. His 140-page book, not only is it good, but the likelihood that I'm actually going to read it is increased by like 20 times over a 1,000-page book. So what have you accomplished by writing a 1,000-page book that nobody's going to read because it's too long? Established your uh, academic bona fides. In the, the upper, upper crust of uh, academia and publishing, you are a star. Well, you, were, you win awards that way yeah. and that sort of stuff, yeah. but a lot fewer people read your books. You know, I, I've been thinking about Tim's book since we talked to him, and my number one question is, why were we not sent a copy? I got to buy it like a sucker? I bought mine because the money goes in Tim's pocket, and I like Tim. Unlike you, I'm not going to steal from Tim. It's one way to look at it. (laughs) So here's a quote from Ron Chernow's obese book about Washington. It was his advice to his stepson on being a politician. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Hear dispassionately and determine coolly all great questions. How opposite of the current cultural zeitgeist is that where emotionalism wins the day, the person yelling the loudest or tearing up the fastest and babbling the most, you know, emotionally uh, is, is determined to be the person we must listen to. Hear dispassionately and determine coolly all great questions. Well, there was a lot of emotion at the CPAC conference yesterday. 
Some over-the-top speeches, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yep. They're not trying to solve. They're trying to rally, which is fine. You get to in America. That's why you win elections. Now, speaking of freedom, that sort of thing, Joe from Dayton, Ohio, treasured correspondent Joe from Dayton. You know, I was talking to, uh, I don't think we should do any news stories today. I just want to talk about life and stuff. You know, just stuff. That'd be good. We'll get to Joe's uh, thing in a minute. I was talking to uh, my friend Mark, who's a, he's a guitar maker, a luthier. He's a great guy. He's probably not listening because he's kind of checked out of the ugliness of news and politics and the rest of it. And is concentrating on the things that make life worth living. And uh, God bless him for that. He grew up in uh, the rural part of Ohio. Kind of now way, way, way down economically. Rust Belt, uh, pills, et cetera, et cetera. And he lives in uh, quite a nice suburban home. I mean, it's not giant or elaborate or anything, but it's very pleasant. And he said he could go back to Ohio where he lived and buy the same house for $50,000 or if it was a fixer upper, 30. Yeah. And, and Mark's really good with his hands, obviously. So, you know, he could do that. I thought, wow, that's just crazy. Now, it might be kind of tough to make a living there, but, you know, hunting, fishing, and the rest of it, and living in a house that costs you, let's split the difference $40,000. There are so many different ways you can live your life there are millions of people doing that including many of my own family members just in the united states never mind moving to mesopotamia or something sure but you don't want to move to mesopotamia google it um anyway we'll get to joe's email and the rest of it yeah we'll do clips of the week and the rest of the mailbag coming up i almost hate to get into the news of the day because it's going to take us into a bunch of different conversations important but uh serious marshall's news on the way on the armstrong and getty show Armstrong and Getty Show. Couple of texts. We're running behind today. Gosh, we haven't even done clips of the week or mailbag yet. What are we going to do? We'll never get caught up. A couple of great texts. So like in the year 2027, we'll still be behind. Yep. That's depressing. You missed an awesome band name yesterday, Slim Jim's on the Moon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well called, my friend. That's funny. Yeah. And uh, I don't own a gun. I'm not an NRA member, but I won't rent from Enterprise. Uh, there's a lot of that on social media. That's what Ben Shapiro tweeted, and it got retweeted a gazillion times. He said, I'm not an NRA guy, but I won't un- rent from Enterprise. Put me on that list. I am a gun owner, not an NRA member. I will not rent from Enterprise. I'm traveling here pretty soon. That is not the brand I will use. I Ever have, again in my life. I have no objection to that political stance i have an objection to a political stance exactly all right go to hell enterprise uh let's see what are we doing ah yeah fond look back at the oh our discussion question for the day how do we feel about the german figure skater whose theme music was the theme from schindler's list last night wow yeah mm, so we'll really? take your, your we'll take your, we'll, your german, calls and letters it just sunk in a german figure skater a german figure yes jack germany yes used the theme from schindler's list to skate around wow he wasn't wearing like a uniform was he it was a she 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 mm. Mm. let's take a fond look back at the week that was it's cow nobody point that out to her ah, that seems like an odd idea there are a lot of songs they're like Dozens of songs. Oh, what? Somebody's talking. There are millions of songs. 
Maybe she and her uh, teammates were sitting around thinking, what is the single least appropriate song we could play? Deutschland über alles? Uh, that'd be a good one. How about something from Schindler's List? Oh, yeah! That's even better! That's the one I'll use! That is the single least appropriate song I can think of. <laughs> Let's take a fun look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. We call BS. It is a little ironic that the people who are acting with the most maturity in this horrifying situation aren't even old enough to say the word bullshit in front of their parents. That star spangled banner In June of 2017, a request came to the Unicode Emoji Library to include a lobster. Adding a lobster emoji, the application said, will complete the representation of popular crustaceans in the emoji collection. I'm not from this town. I understand this town likes to talk about a lot of things that are really not important. Make, make ends meet. So, it, no, we're not talking about that. Okay. If you had seen me in our school's production of Fiddler on the Roof, you would know that nobody would pay me to act for anything. Your comments this week and those of our president have been pathetically weak. It's called concealed carry, where a teacher would have a concealed gun on them. It doesn't make sense. Fix it. Should have been one school shooting and we should have fixed it. And I'm pissed because my daughter, I'm not going to see again. Well, I finally, yeah, that's a heavy cow. Um, I watched some of the CNN town hall meeting. That was some, uh, I don't know how they chose the crowd. Do you know? No. Because, I mean, it was completely one-sided political view, and that's, you know, that's not the way everybody feels. No. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was something that, that uh, Marco Rubio, who would have been a good president, and people would have been comfortable with Marco Rubio as president, don't you think? Little Marco. <laughs> Drinking all Thirsty that water. I've never Mar- seen anybody drink so much water. Sweat so much. Um, that was a heck of a thing for him to stand there and stay calm and cool in the face of that and, yeah. and answer questions. Because, I yeah. mean, it was it was set. He was set up to be ridiculed by everyone. The hosts, the crowd, everything was all on one side. I fully respect him for going up there and oh, ma- yeah. making the argument. Yeah, it was either yeah. a bad idea yeah. or it took enormous cojones. I, I I have difficulty picturing what would motivate me to turn on CNN at this point. I have an active dislike of them. I think they're reprehensible. The, the problem I have with that particular show is that was it, it seemed like, I don't know if it was the design, but it seemed like it was designed to uh, let the one side of this argument scream at you know, a couple of representatives of the other side, as opposed to a back and forth, how about this? How about this? Yeah, right. but what about that? Which is what we really need. Which is what we're going to do, because we're, I'm strong and getty, pause, conscience of the nation. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that was Squawky, me. are you all right? <laughs> that was me Oh, being I, a bald eagle. Squawky's in a union. He's got a break right now. Oh. <laughs> as opposed to a bald father. Oh, beautiful. All right. So, uh, Joe from Dayton, who I mentioned earlier, said, In the several years I've been listening, uh, I was gleefully surprised to hear Calvin Coolidge on your show for the first time. We played a little tape of Silent Cal yesterday in a surprisingly unsilent moment. Uh, He's the closest thing the nation has ever seen to a libertarian president, in my opinion. I'm an unabashed fan of Cal's as my favorite POTUS. 
The expenses of the government reach everybody. Taxes take from everyone a part of his earnings and force everyone to work for a certain part of his time for the government. Oh, no, it's happening again. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. Do, do you have the end of it? Because the end is the best part. No, that was the full thing that we played. Yep. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, yeah. Now, you children are amused by the tone of the man's voice. What? Neshwan Which Of the government. Which apparently was obligatory in that time. Yeah. I don't know if it was the air or the food they ate or whatever, but... Those collars were too tight. Something in the water. People even sang like that. I'm strong again, again, mommy. How I love you. How I. Uh, my favorite quote from the end of that speech, writes uh, Joe, is, "quote I want the people to work less for the government and more for themselves. Less for the government and more for themselves." Say. Reagan's. <laughs> I'm going to come over the table. Reagan's favorite president, none other than Calvin Coolidge. It's George Will's favorite president, Calvin Coolidge. Yeah. Only president we've ever had, I believe, who shrunk government. Calvin Coolidge. And for that, he is uh, lambasted by uh, historians who call him a bad president. A weak president. He shrunk the government. More on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.